Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. The last chapter ended describing how Guru Hargobind came to the rescue of Sadhu and Rupa, how they were basically passed out at that point from the hot heat of the summer. At the end of the last episode, it described Guru Hargobind riding out from the village of Daroli to save them, to drink that water so that they would also drink it. Chapter 20 now describes the bliss that Sadhu and Rupa were in. They said, Oh great king, where were you heading? You must have been near here, which is why you came here to drink the water. We thought that this water was best fit for you. We kept it here without drinking it. No one drank from it. Being so graceful, you fulfilled our desires. Understanding us as your servants, you came here to us. Guru Hargobind heard this and told the entire story saying, we traveled 60 kilometers just now to drink the water. Now the afternoon has passed a little, but when we were traveling, it was during the hottest time of the afternoon in the hottest month of Jet. And now you too should drink this water. But now you too should stop this work of the Tarkhans, the carpenters. You should start a langar, a communal kitchen here in the loving devotion of the Guru. We are so greatly pleased with you. So please ask us for a blessing, whatever you desire, enjoy it with great joy. Both father and son clasped their hands together and said, oh, Guru Hargobind, you yourself came to liberate your servants. Please give us that charity, that gift of Sikhi, which by obtaining one destroys all the pain of life and death. May we have love for your lotus-like feet. May we never forget that you are the grantor of liberation. If you bestow to us your service, we will forever continue this langar, this deeg, communal kitchen, only if you are there to be our protection. We don't have any other desires at all. Whatever you give to us, that's what we'll eat. But in this area, this village, there are not many Sikhs of the Guru, just idiots. These arrogant ones are always burning up with a falsehood. Living with them is so painful to us. We only have you as our support. However, you keep us, we will live like that. We don't have any other intellect or smarts to do anything else but to serve you. Guru Hargobind heard this and encouraged them saying, these people who are annoying you, who make your life painful, they will not remain. They will be uprooted greatly. You should create your own city now. Your lineage will expand, its praise will spread greatly. Hearing this, Sadhu and Rupa went back to their village with Guru Hargobind. He told the entire story of the Guru at their home. His wife hearing this was delighted in her heart. She went with her husband to receive the darshan of Guru Hargobind. And seeing the Guru, she bowed down to the lotus-like feet while saying, Oh blessed Guru, you've liberated our lineage. Who listens to the poor people like us? Your deeds are only fitting for yourself. Guru Hargobind looked over at their son Rupchand and bestowed to him some fine clothes and weapons. When Guru Hargobind had left Doroli for this area, Bidichand heard that the Guru had left and he quickly placed his saddle on his horse and he quickly sped off on his powerful horse, going here and there while sometimes making the horse jump. Bandekan as well and others quickly mounted up with their weapons. They were speaking amongst themselves, saying, Where's the Guru gone? I don't know where he's gone. The warriors hearing this would mount up to form search parties, but nobody was able to find the Guru. They went far, looking all around, speeding off on their horses. People were on all sides now looking for the Guru. The entire army now had mounted up in love for the Guru, looking for them. When only a bit of the day was left, Bidichand then found Guru Hargobind. And receiving the Guru's divine sight darshan, he bowed down. Guru Hargobind told his Sikhs that 
I understood that I had to come very quickly here for the sake of Sadhu and Rupa. Bidichan replied back saying, Oh great king, but you went alone? I quickly mounted up on horseback as well, but I didn't see you when you took off. Guru Hargobind replied saying, If I didn't come this way so quickly, then the six would have passed. To save them, I quickly sped off. In the afternoon heat of the summer month, they had passed out. The ocean of compassion then mounted up and went along with them. Sadhu and his wife, son Rupa, also joined along. Sadhu, though, he had taken all the fine clothes, the weapons the Guru gave him, and he just placed them on his head, holding them there while they were traveling along with the Guru, who then looked over at Rupachand and laughed and said, Rupa, what are you? You haven't put the clothes, the weapons I gave you, you didn't strap them on your limbs, you're just holding them on your head as we're traveling. Why aren't you wearing them? You're a strong and powerful warrior. Rupachandra heard this. He clasped his hands together saying, I am a servant of your servants. I'm just a poor guy, a dirty idiot, just nothing. I don't have any devotion, no wisdom, no virtue, nothing. You are the creator and destroyer of the entire world. O knower of all hearts, whatever you desire, you do. The clothes and weapons from your body, these are worship worthy. They are forever peace giving. How would such a biadabi, such a disrespect of me wearing them make sense? I recognize them as equivalent to you and worthy of worship. Guru Hargobind, understanding him as a Bhagavad, a devotee, was pleased and said, Okay, so now you've not adorned this thig, the sword that I've given you, but now your tongue will be that sword. Whoever you curse without delay, immediately they will die right away. So they traveled about eight kilometers from there before they found a beautiful spot to set up their camp. The treasure trove of virtue then said, Rupa Sadhu, you should create a village here. So around evening time now, Bandai Khan and the other warriors caught up with the group and met with Guru Hargobind. Seeing them, they were so delighted. Some of the armies set up their camp along the way because it was getting dark. Guru Hargobind rested there for the night before the sun rose. Everybody got up the next day. With the Guru's own hands, he laid the foundation there of that city. Then dug a pillar into the ground, signifying the creation of a new city here. Within the Guru's heart, he was so overjoyed. He said to Sadhu, this will be a village now, and it shall take your name. Sadhu heard it and clasped his hands together and said, My son is a great Sikh. He has such firm faith in you. You are forever residing within his heart. You are never forgotten there. Please name the city after my son. Guru Hargobind heard this and said, This city then will be named Rupa. Guru Hargobind said this, Let's make a house here in the village now, which will be known in this land, locally, and in foreign lands. He said, I will also come to this spot and spend much time here. And saying this, Guru Hargobind then mounted up, slowly took off while hunting all along the way. Sadhu and Rupchand getting together started building this city. From the blessing of the Guru, people came to reside here and build their houses there. They began this communal kitchen there in great love of the Guru. They were forever in the color of that love. Both men and women would perform service here, the seva here. They had so much love giving food to the needy. Even to this day, the poet is writing that this tradition continues. They perform seva, the deg seva, the communal kitchen, with love in their heart. They became so glorious and countless became their servants. And even then, the women of the household would always go there and perform the seva of the communal kitchen. All of their lineage were so selfless in this performance of the seva, giving out food to anyone. So as a side note here, the descendants to this day also continue the seva 
this service in the village of Bairupa. The story continues. Bandekhan at that point clasped his hands together and said, Oh, Guru Hargobind, oh divine, you took no one with you. Everybody heard this and quickly mounted up, traveled to find you. Only some have had your darshan today. Bidijand then told him the entire story, saying, Guru Hargobind is the one who holds high and true to his nature of protecting his Sikhs, like how Vishnu takes form to roam the earth protecting his servants. In the same way, Guru Hargobind never lets this duty of his go unfulfilled. For the cause of protecting his devotees, Vishnu would even leave his wife to go help his devotees. When Vishnu goes out to protect someone, only afterwards does his servants find out where he went and why. This is their natural habit. They protect their servants wherever and whenever. So in the same way, this is the status, the position of the Guru, the master of the world. Even in, in the hottest month, the hottest time, he went out quickly to save his servant. Everybody heard the story of the Guru and had faith and love form in their heart even firmer than before. As they were talking, they were hunting and slowly and slowly they traveled along that path. When there were about three hours left in the, in the day, they were still roaming around in the forest hunting in joy. They eventually came and arrived at Duroli. Sai Das met with Guru Hargobind in such happiness. Everybody heard the story about the Guru. People were telling each other there in the village of Duroli that in just an instant, Guru Hargobind covered 60 kilometers to save his thirsty, unconscious Sikhs. 60 kilometers away, Guru Hargobind knew that the Sikhs were not drinking water, thinking that it was only deserving for the Guru. In this test of love, Guru Hargobind went there with thirst to drink the water to save them. That's how chapter 20 concludes. The next chapter, we're going to hear more about Guru Hargobind's time in Duroli. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>